Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The coronavirus has upended just about everything in America right now, and that includes weddings. Our producer, Evie Hemphill, spoke the other day with Stuart Holtgren and Sarah Haas. They're a local engaged couple who were planning to get hitched in Tower Grove Park later this spring. They're now adjusting to working from home like so many people right now, but also having to scrap 10 months of wedding plans. Stu started by telling us about how his and Sarah's plans quickly evolved over the past couple weeks. When the band first came down, it was 50 people, and the band ends one day after when our, our ceremony was planned to take place. So at first we thought we might be able to get by with 50 people if we cut down just some guests, maybe just the, the you know wedding party and, and immediate family. Uh, and then it became clear that you know, they might drop that further and just get stricter. So it kind of became clear that we would have to move it. So at that point, we just sent out an email to all the guests that we had invited that we were planning on pushing it back, postponing it, and we'd send over a date when we know more. Now, as of last Friday, Stu and Sarah had not yet settled on a new date, but they're narrowing things down as quickly as they can. As Stu told us, they're trying to move fast because they know there's a lot of people in the same boat trying to secure venues and vendors for some time in the fall. And yet both Stu and Sarah, when we expressed our empathy for what they're dealing with right now, were quick to focus on what they're grateful for. Here's Sarah. In the grand scheme of things, it's relatively small. I mean... I'm glad we're healthy, and that's really all I can ask for. And when we asked the bride, Sarah Haas, what she's found most challenging about all this, here's what she had to say. There's definitely a buildup, like, with all the preparation and everything, but also internally and, like, as a couple, you have this, like, date that you're looking forward to, and you envision it in your mind, and then you're just kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, plans changed, and the sort of, like, I guess, mental part of that, of like this date is still is not what you chose anymore. Like I was telling Stu, I'm like, we still should do something special on that day, even though it's, you know, not what it will be. But um, just kind of the like readjusting your view and like then um, also just like coordinating everyone and like asking who's available when and like we got out a calendar and we were like (laughs) trying to like make this humongous Venn diagram of like who can be at all of these places you know like what date works for all of our vendors and family and wedding parties and venues and kind of trying to act fast because um like Stu said there's just I there we're not alone which is oddly comforting Now, Sarah Haas also told our producer a little bit about the perspective she's been taking and the support she's found as she looks forward. Vendors have been really understanding and flexible, um, but you also might have to think outside of the box a little bit, too. So it's just a a creative challenge, I guess. But at the end of the day, like, you're still getting married. You're still with that person that you love. So that's what's important. And like I said, it's good that People are healthy and don't want anyone to get sicker on my account.
And that was Sarah Haas, who with her fiancé, Stuart Holtgren, is changing up their wedding plans. And when it comes to thinking outside the box on weddings, my three guests today are aces. So whether you're trying to find a way to get hitched during a pandemic or just planning something a bit less expensive or more creative for when the moment passes, they have a lot of ideas. And so my first guest today is Carolyn Burke. She runs Elope in St. Louis. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you. And what exactly is Elope in St. Louis? Well, it's a business that I've had for several years. It is for couples who uh, want something affordable, simple, and unique. Uh, I started the business based on demand. Couples, uh, in my opinion, uh, when they plan weddings with me, they have a priority. And for that, it's that they want to be married. Mm. It may not be uh, a budget. Uh, it is a budget concern, but it may not be. It may just be that, uh, that they want to make it legal. And so eloping doesn't necessarily mean it's secret mm-hmm. because there are guests, but it's limited to, uh, in my opinion, about 15 guests or less. Okay, so you're offering, and, and we're doing this for a couple of years, this is not a coronavirus thing, really a very stripped-down, uh, simple wedding for people who want to go that route. Yes, like I have a, a simple elopement where I may be the only vendor. Mm. So I'm just there. They could be dressed up. They could be in street clothes, but I'm the only vendor. Then I have a deluxe elopement that includes a little more, and that is flowers, for the couple and uh, a wedding photographer, but it's still limited. Mm-hmm. So uh, the guest count is limited, and uh, the flowers are sweet, and the uh, wedding session is short. Okay, so that's Elope St. Louis and, and Carolyn Burke, who runs it. Our second guest today is Stuart Keating, and he's co-owner of Earthbound Beer. Stuart, welcome. Hello. So, Stuart, do my work for me and help explain to our listeners, why did we invite a brewer to a segment about weddings? Well, it all goes back to a Graham Parsons song titled Thousand Dollar Wedding. (laughs) Uh, Now, in the song, it doesn't end very well. The bride runs away. It's a whole thing. Um, Oh, no. We don't want that. We run a... We don't want that. No, we run a lot of events at the brewery. Uh, We have a really beautiful tap room down on Cherokee Street in a 150-year-old brewery building that we rehab, and we like to show it off. Uh, but we also only have an occupancy of 99 inside because we refuse to put in a fire suppression system because mm. something is made entirely out of bricks. Um, so we wanted to be able to do weddings, but the, the two problems we were running into were we couldn't do these 300-person blowouts and also were really lazy, and it's a huge hassle trying to uh, plan a wedding with people. Um, <laughs> so I hit upon the idea one morning of uh, doing 1,000-dollar weddings. And it's a thousand dollars. It's a package deal. You get three hours uh, on a Sunday, so seven p.m. to ten p.m. on a Sunday. Um, we provide a couple of bartenders. We provide an officiant, and we work with local vendors: uh, Gooseberries Restaurant, Burden Barrel, uh, Whisk, uh, and uh, Flowers to the People. So we provide flowers, cupcakes, some light appetizers, and a space and an officiant, and you get three hours. And that's all and for a thousand dollars. All of those things, or are the the additional vendors are extra. Yeah. Nope, that's all for a thousand bucks. Wow, that's a deal. <laughs> yeah, our uh, our thinking on it was that it's you know 
there are people that want to plan these really elaborate weddings, and there are people that don't really like planning parties, and they want something that they don't have to think about and that they don't have to spend very much money on. So it's 1000 bucks. You fill out a questionnaire. You know, you put your cash on the barrelhead to quote another Grand Parsons song, and yeah, off to the races. So that's that's the second sort of very stripped-down version of weddings. And our third guest today um, is speaking to a more traditional kind of wedding setup, but they're also putting some twists in place and, and doing things a bit differently, and that's Rachel McCalla, who's the event director at Third Degree Glass Factory. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So before we talk about some of the changes um, at Third Degree Glass Factory for weddings, um, I just wanted to check in on how you guys are doing. It's it's such a cool venue, and you guys do so many events there, and I'm sure the coronavirus has just upended those plans. How how are you doing right now as an organization? Um, well, we've had to cancel every event between now and May 10th, um, and we are taking it week by week to find out, um, you know, what the city and state and federal government are going to say regarding uh, the events um, and when we will be able to get back up and running. And how are brides and grooms taking that when you're like, hey, your, your special day is not going to happen in this um, week, multi-week period? Well, a lot of them actually, well, we were in contact with all of them um, on pretty much on a daily basis while it was playing out. So um, it's very heartbreaking to a wedding planner or an, or someone like myself. Um, I was a wedding planner for seven years and have been running this venue for about seven. So I really feel um, very connected um, definitely to the bride and groom that you were, you actually played the uh, the bit from. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are definitely, um, of course, they're upset. Uh, some have been planning for more than a year, mm-hmm. um, but what they really focus on is that this. It's more important that their friends and family stay healthy, and that has been um, a really kind of a, a bright light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. And uh, third degree uh, is allowing all of our clients to, and, and almost almost all of the vendors in St. Louis, we're allowing all of our clients to reschedule um, so uh, so that they can they can try again. So people aren't out the fees or whatever they've already put down. No, I haven't heard of any venue or vendor in St. Louis, and we're all very connected. I haven't heard of any that are that are that are doing that to their clients. And I think that if someone like that did it, word definitely would get out. So mm-hmm. we've been really been trying to help each other out, and especially with reschedules and and that sort of thing. So I, I really feel like we have come together as a community. Now I imagine that at Earthbound Beer, as much as these are smaller weddings, these obviously can't go forward in the age of coronavirus, um, even as small as they were. But Caroline, uh, how does this work for you with you being able to marry somebody with just the two people there and you there? Have you continued to do weddings in the last week? Yes, I have. And I'd like to say to Rachel that I was supposed to officiate a wedding there a couple of weeks ago Mm. and it was postponed. So it did affect uh, me and I'm happy to be able to reschedule that. But um, I have had couples call me, um, uh, I wouldn't say daily, but... uh, uh, a little flux of it last late last week to get married. Uh, they had their license and the courthouses are closed, mm. and so they're like, uh, "We've got to use this license or it becomes void." And you know, they spent money on that. And so, um, as long as it's outside, I, I've been meeting with people uh, to marry them in in the park nearby. I have a special rate to come to a park down the street from me and. And uh, so I haven't seen too much of a change uh, other than I think people are kind of waiting to plan as of today. But I get mixed 
messages from that from different vendors. It just depends on who you are. And I just want to confirm those weddings you're doing in the park, so everybody stands six feet away from each other? Oh, yes. Pretty much, uh, 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 I I usually am a a hugger. (laughs) No hugging, uh, no shaking hands. Uh, the only thing I've, I handled of theirs is the paperwork, mm-hmm. but I'm wearing gloves, filling it out. I don't need witness signatures, so uh, that that's good. Mm-hmm. And um, when I get home, uh, it sits for a while before I touch it again. So <laughs> Okay, so you really are using best practices here. Yeah, my sister was telling me to spray the paper, but I, I read on the Internet that you know, if you wait several hours, the paper is porous and germs don't stick very long. So, but yeah, I'm taking it seriously because I don't know them. They're, uh, you know, that's not the, really the main reason. But uh, so looking forward, they don't know me. <laughs> I, looking forward, I think the hardest question for people is we just don't know how long this kind of mandated social distancing is going to go on. Stuart, are, are people trying to book for, say, late May, June at this point, or are, are people looking further <laughs> down the road? Uh, so we announced the $1,000 wedding program last August, and we've booked almost every single Sunday from May through uh, the rest of the year, and then a lot of the Sundays in 2021 at this point. Whoa, so you can't take um, anybody in the immediate future anyway. We we really can't. Um, and so we're working with our guests to, to reschedule those. Um, we're offering uh, Sunday afternoons once things are over, because we, we have a pretty big backlog that we need to reschedule now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been offering people... Um, you know, like a two to five or a one to four in the afternoon so we can kind of double book these and people can still get married. Because once you're, I think once you're committed to getting, to not getting married on a Saturday in a really traditional way, then you, you become a little more flexible on the date, I think, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, we're we're holding off until we get any word from the city just like anybody else. Um, and so far, everybody's been very patient. We've actually had some traditional wedding clients when they found out we were going to have to be closed for, you know, eight weeks, offer to pay their full balances on their on their uh, weddings uh, just to help us cash flow through this period. And we had to inform them we would rather owe money to our landlord and the bank than to people we actually liked. Um, so uh, they, they took that pretty well, I think. Uh, Rachel, for you, yeah, is there so, a point where um, where you've gone from, oh, we think this week this could still happen versus we're just wiping out the next couple months? Um, well, according to the mandate, we, we had to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just really taking the cue from the state and the federal government. Um, so we have canceled all of our events through May 10th. And then um, I, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to get more information as we get closer to that date. Okay, so. that makes sense. Well, I did want to make sure to talk about um, some of the things Third Degree Glass Factory had put in place. And we were planning to talk about this before the whole coronavirus thing. And I think it's still a, a valid topic for the minute that that things resume on the social circuit. And that is that you guys are doing green weddings and sustainable events. So what are some practices and policies that go into that oh yeah no i'm uh, we, we 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 don't we don't manage green weddings i'm sorry um what we've what we've put in place is a composting system um which make which makes all of our events um more sustainable um typically when you hear the word a green wedding you think of a couple who actually thinks about what they want to do um during their wedding and they 
start and start from the beginning, and then they every step of the way they determine what is the most sustainable option, and that's what uh, when a couple decides to have a green wedding, that's kind of what that means. Um, but third degree doesn't do that here. What we're part of that process, if it makes sense. Um, and what we do is we we have started a compostable program, which um, as far as I know, third degree is the only venue in the city of St. Louis that does not allow single-use plastic any longer in the building. Okay. And so if somebody's getting married there, even if single-use plastic might have been something that, that they were thinking would be part of what they'd incorporate, you're saying this is not happening on our site. Correct. So if a, if a couple, we have, a, we have an, open catering, um, an open catering list. So there's not a lot of venues that have that. So um, most venues will have a preferred catering list or an exclusive catering list. And we have an open catering list. So you're able to bring in any type of caterer you like. However, you must follow this one rule, which is um, if you would like to use a disposable product, say a plate or a fork or a knife, it has to be a compostable product. It cannot be a single-use plastic product. And are most couples on board for that? Or, or do you find they've got a caterer that doesn't want to follow this and it ends up being a problem. No, most couples are 110% on board with this. Um, it's something that I think most Americans don't think about. Uh, we've been using single-use plastic for so long, and um, we don't really we don't realize that we're using it. And so the fact that we say, "Hey, we we really don't want you know to contribute to the you know 2.5 million pounds of of trash <laughs> mm-hmm. that you know that happens you know on a monthly basis," um, you know we just. Uh, so anyway, they are, they're really on board for it. That's great to hear. And Carolyn, circling back to you, I know that, um, again, long before these current troubles and people maybe needing a, a quick, easy wedding, uh, you're on a mission. You want to make St. Louis a destination city for couples looking to elope. Do you see couples coming from outside St. Louis and choosing to get hitched here? Oh, yes. Yes. The, Why? That's, that's the business name elope in st louis is uh well what makes it kind of neat is uh missouri has some really cool rules and that is uh first of all when you apply for your license it's good instantly Mm -hmm. so i've had couples meet me in st louis city hall and uh i marry them in the beautiful rotunda there they've gone to the office they walk out down the hall i meet them and marry them and then they turn it back in and and caroline is is that different other jurisdictions might make you pull that paperwork one day and then uh, wait a period that's correct in illinois you have to wait 24 hours okay so once you apply you have to hold on to it for 24 hours and then of course i can do it that next day um but that that's that's kind of minor. Some couples get nervous and they don't want to just do it all in one day. And but that's kind of the nice thing of it. And then, uh, but also uh, couples that live in Missouri in rural counties, they can apply for their license there, and then come t- with it to St. Louis and elope. So they can use the license anywhere in the state of Missouri. So I have couples come in from Phelps County, Jackson County, St. Janet. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see, Cape Girardeau County, <laughs> and uh, and they um, you know apply locally, so that makes it easy on them. And then a lot of couples meet me downtown, and we do it by the Arch, the City Garden. Um, again, uh, they can be uh, you know guests, but. Uh, 
but it doesn't have to be. And so if, if somebody's looking for sort of a, um, you know, they almost want to begin that honeymoon right away in a fun city, they can come here, get married, and, and you'll get them in and out, and they're ready to go. Yes. So I've, uh, that, that's the kind of fun part of it. The location, I think, is the favorite part. I love uh, being able to, uh, now that Union Station's been transformed, uh, mm-hmm. I know there's already been uh, an elopement. It wasn't with me, but on the Ferris wheel, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do it in unusual places that, that are either special to the couple or different. So, um, mm-hmm. And since the ceremony itself is only about five minutes long, um, you don't necessarily have to reserve the spot. So yeah, it's, <laughs> you just dash and, and get up. it done. <laughs> we pop up and and uh, before you know it, you know it, it, they're hitched. It seems just kind of charming and romantic to just pop up somewhere and and not have all that pomp and circumstance and and just sort of enjoy that moment. Um, Stuart Keating, I'm wondering, do you think more couples are going to choose these low key options, something that you're doing a little more on the fly, or something that you're doing for say a thousand dollars? Once we've all lived through this this weird time that we're in, well, I certainly hope so. Uh, <laughs> The uh, I think that we're not just seeing a, a biological crisis, a pandemic, but we're also going to see a really large economic crisis as part of it. The uh, the you know the, the the two or three remaining peg legs propping up the entire structure of global capitalism are about to uh, collapse. So I think yeah, low cost wedding options that are extremely high value that support uh, local businesses are going to going to be very in vogue. Well, Stuart, um, I, I like this idea of we're going to support local businesses, but I have to say complete global collapse is kind of a downer, so I'm, I'm going to not root for that. Um, <laughs> it's, only, it's only a downer if you're rich. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I have nothing to fear then. <laughs> Rachel, what's, what's your sense? Do you think once we come out of this, people are going to be really ready to just celebrate something again? Mm, I hope so, <laughs> since I'm in this industry. But yes, I hope I hope they are going to be ready to celebrate. And we do. Um, most of our clients have expressed interest in rescheduling for sure. Do you think we're going to see a bunch of COVID nineteen babies uh, nine months from now, um, or just maybe a huge flux of of weddings coming a year from now, or, or nine months from now, as people use this time to grow closer and, and get engaged? Maybe, Carolyn, any thoughts on that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a possibility. I always kind of giggle when uh, I see children as ring bearers and flower girls. I've gotten used to it, but uh, it's it's usually a, a title you see for a niece or nephew or cousin or kid's friend, uh, a friend's kid. I mean, but uh, but yeah. So uh, having the 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 children in, involved in the uh, ceremony is is special. Mm-hmm. Well, whether or not we're looking at, at a complete collapse of our system, it's good to know weddings are always going to go on, and, and it's great to hear about all the options that, that y'all are offering. So, Carolyn Burke of Elope St. Louis, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. And Stuart Keating of Earthbound Beer, uh, thank you for joining us. All power to the workers. And Rachel McCalla of Third Degree Glass Factory, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Put you to bed when you've had too much to drink. Oh, I could be the man who grows old with you. I want to grow with you. 
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.